and welcome to Sisters Who Stan, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories and shows that made us and explores the questions they've left us asking. I'm Emma. And I'm Bridie. Buckle in as we prepare to celebrate the weird and wonderful world of fandom. All right. Good day, sister. Good morrow. Good day, sir. How's it going? <laughs> good. Feel good today. Good Sunday. How you doing? Yeah, good. I just had pancakes. So actually, I feel great. Mmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pancakes on a Sunday morning. Yep. What more could you ask for? Absolutely. How's your week been? Been all right. It's been a bit up and down. I mean, we are in lockdown version three over here in the UK. Third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were both just saying how we don't have that much to do, but the less we have to do, it's almost like the more bored I am and then mm. the more unmotivated I am to do anything. Oh yeah, totally. And it should kind of be the opposite. Like I've got time on my hands. So I feel like I should be being, you know, really creatively productive. And I just, I just feel so unmotivated to do anything. Same. Yeah. This week's been tough. But also trying to just, you know, be kind to myself and remember there's global pandemic on and... uh, Mm, I'm so over it now. Oh yeah. I think the novelty of lockdown has um, well and truly worn off. It's totally gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lord of the Rings clips did really cheer me up. Mm, yes, me too. Yeah. So this is an episode that we've had in our heads for a really long time. Yeah. And we really just wanted an excuse to talk about the fellowship. As if we needed one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to be asking the question today. The fellowship, are they the perfect dream team? Uh, I think we should also set a disclaimer straight off the bat, just for the gatekeepers, uh, because... We are going to be talking about this from a film fan point of view. I did try and read the books. Uh, in book two, there were too many different plot diversions and uh, I, I couldn't quite keep up. Uh, so my references are going to be centred around the films. Um, have you read the books? I'm listening to the audiobooks. Mm, that's a good way to do it. Mm, really good. Who reads them? It's someone called Rob Inglis. Um, yeah, they're really good. But I have to say, there are just way too many fucking songs. <laughs> be like going I don't know doing something and it'll be like as we were going down the road Sam hummed a little ditty and it went like (laughs) it just goes on for like 15 minutes of this person oh I like the idea of that though I mean maybe you know not every other like I feel like it literally happens every five minutes as well we love a musical though I know but the songs aren't catchy Mm. all right fair play so who is in the dream team the fellowship Right, well, so the Fellowship consists of four hobbits, Sam, Frodo, Merry and Pippin. Mm-hmm. Then we've got two men, Aragon and Boromir, mm-hmm. uh, a wizard, Gandalf, an elf, Legolas. Uh, oh, and Aragon's a little bit elf as well, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, only a very little bit, I think. I think one of his ancestors was a bit elf. <laughs> really? I don't know. I, I'm really surprised by that. you think he'd mention it more. You know, like we need like a 23 in me and it's like... Uh... Yeah, I'm 2% Swedish, don't you yeah, know? exactly. Um, and then you've got the dwarf, Gimli. So that's that's the gang. Mm. So they were formed at the Council of Elrond by that guy from The Matrix. <laughs> Agent Smith. Yeah, that guy. 
Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and so the team's objective is basically to get the ring to Mordor and cast it into the fires of Mount Doom. That's mm. basically all they have to do. And I say all they have to do, like it's not a big task. It's obviously a really big task and it takes ages. But yeah, that's what they're meant to be statement. working towards. Um, I read a good article which ranked the members of the Fellowship in order of who pulls the most weight uh, mm. on the quest. And I thought maybe we could have a little go at doing the same. Okay, yeah, that sounds fun. So from least helpful to most helpful, um, who do you think goes where? Mm, okay, so so bottom up. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad putting Boromir at the end, but... Kind of has to be done. Kind of has to be him. And it's really unfortunate because in a way, he, he does, you know, sacrifice the most uh, with his life. Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> uh, and he just—he has the most conflict within him. And, you know, we do normally love a character that conflicted. So, mm. I mean, in a way, I, I, he should be more likeable, I think. I really like Boromir, actually. I think, um, well, maybe I think I just really like Sean Bean. Mm. Um, yeah. So the cart did an article, which I think I've mentioned before, which is the, are you a Legolas girl or an Aragorn girl? Uh, yes. And then one of the other writers there called... Callie Buseman did a response piece which was called but what about the Boromir woman (laughs) right (laughs) and she said a quote about Boromir which I really liked uh in reference to the other characters as well and I actually thought it summed up his appeal uh in Mm. my opinion so she says most crucial to his sex appeal is that Boromir lacks the suffocating purity of spirit that ruined both Legolas and Aragorn for me one Mm. gets the sense that those two would never do anything bad or questionable even if it would be a lot of fun and no one really minded anyway (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, she's kind of what you said about Brienne of Tarth, what you've said about her before. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I think uh, looking at the history of the characters that we fancied, I should fancy Borimore. Sorry. <laughs> I keep saying Borimore. I know it's Boromir. Um, I'm realizing that actually I haven't said his name out loud very much up until now. <laughs> you need more Boromir. So that's why you're saying Boromore. <laughs> or Boromore. More, borrow more. <laughs> um, but yeah, so unfortunately, Boromir uh, does have mm. to go last, uh, despite him being the most multifaceted. Mm, yeah, he's a great character. But in terms of the quest, he did try and take the ring, which is obviously mm. a big no-no. Mm-hmm. He's easily seduced by power. So I think ranking him at the bottom makes a lot of sense. Um, who do you think follows him? It's really hard because I know my top four... But it's quite hard for me to go between middlemen, um, mm. like which for me, I would say are Legolas, Gimli, Merry and Pippin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my love for Merry and Pippin just doesn't want me to put them second to last. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, you know, they are very helpful, the trees and, you know. Yeah, they take down Saruman, basically. Yeah, they do. But whose idea is that really? Mm. can i can i joint rank people yeah so i'd probably joint rank mary and pippin mm. actually do you know what i think i'm probably going to go pippin eighth place poor pippin i know but he has that moment where he wavers doesn't he and mary's like pippin there won't be a home to go back to mm. yeah and in the mines he knocks that thing over so the cave troll and goblins come, which is really not helpful. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really love Pippin as a character, but I think in terms of usefulness, oh God, now I'm thinking like maybe he's even below Boromir. 
Oh, no. No. Okay, no, no, no. I'll go eighth place. Eighth place for Pippin uh, mm-hmm. for being cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seventh for Mary. <laughs> um, oh, and Gimli and Legolas, I feel like they're probably a joint sixth. I would say that maybe Gimli is partially not as helpful as Legolas, and it's got a lot mm. to do with his bad attitude. And <laughs> um, he started attitude. <laughs> he brought a negative energy um, oh, okay. to the fellowship for a little bit. It's just like, I think he starts off and he has a lot more prejudice. Um, oh. Like he doesn't want to collaborate with Nelf for a really okay. long time. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so it takes Legolas... a long time for him to warm up. Mm. Yeah, Legolas is. I think in terms of who's been more useful to the quest, I mean, he he killed a lot of orcs. Mm, he has. And his elf mm. eyes are helpful. And I think he keeps Aragon in a good mood. Does he keep Aragon in a good mood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, since when? I think they have a nice rapport. Um, well, you know, there's Gimli's always complaining. I also feel like I have a bit of unwarranted thing against Gimli because... Uh, that actor was the only one who didn't get a tattoo. <laughs> Wait, did Legolas get one? Yeah. I thought he didn't get one. No, I think the actor who played Gimli is the only one who didn't get a tattoo. I mean, fair enough. It's quite a big commitment. Yeah, but also the tattoo was the word nine in Elvish, so you do need nine people to get it. That's a little bit peer pressure <laughs> You know, we can't do it if you don't do it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And actually, Gimli's stunt double did it instead. There you go. That's all right then. I mean, I would have totally got that tattoo. Of course. So, so, so far, Boromir, Boromir, <laughs> Boromir, Lande Moor, uh, <laughs> Boromir, Boromir uh, <laughs> ninth, Pippin eighth, mm-hmm. Mary seventh, Gimli sixth. I feel like I'm doing a mumbo number five. <laughs> a little bit of bar and bar in my life. A little bit a little of Gimli by my side. A little bit of Legolas is all I need. Yes. So you see where I'm going with that? Yep. <laughs> so then we get to the top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh God, things probably get a bit more difficult between Aragon and Gandalf. Mm. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to lead you anywhere. Yeah, yeah, don't tell me what they say in the article or what you agree with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I need to think about it for a little bit longer. I suspect this is actually quite a controversial discussion. <sighs> I know. Listeners, we'll just we'll play some we'll play a little diddly whilst I uh <laughs> mull this over. <laughs> a little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> mull it over in the hot water in the Pinbex bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know who I'd say is better, like more useful when it comes to Aragorn and Gandalf. Um, like I'm looking at a picture of them all right now, <laughs> just like for inspiration. And uh, what's your gut reaction when you look in Gandalf's eyes? <sighs> well, now I'm looking at them all. Like, obviously, I know we did a whole episode on Frodo and how he was actually the right man for the job. But yeah, <sighs> he does. I, I'm almost debating putting Frodo below Aragorn and Gandalf. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. But I don't think I'm going to do it because he does carry the ring. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep Frodo and Sam as my top two. I'm loyal to Frodo. Okay. God, it's really hard. I think I'm going to put Aragorn <laughs> fourth. Am I? <laughs> no, do you know what? Gandalf. Gandalf was very helpful with a lot of his powers, but I've always felt like he could be doing more. <laughs> like... 
he was keeping some tricks up his wizard sleeve for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like in The Mandalorian where they're like, do the magic hand thing. Like <laughs> you just want him to use his powers. Yeah, use the power. You have the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe Gandalf fourth because I feel like if Aragorn had Gandalf's powers, then like this would have been a whole other story. Mm. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go Gandalf fourth and Aragorn third. I, I mean, I think Aragorn and Sam are my top two. You know what? Everyone does underestimate Frodo, and I feel like mm. you know what? If you're listening to this and you think I'm over overagging Frodo, go and listen to the last episode of Lord of the Rings we did. Um, so I do understand why for some people Frodo would be bottom of this list, but I'm <laughs> I'm still going to keep him in my top two. So mm. yeah, I think it's probably top three. Going to go third Aragon, then mm-hmm. Frodo, and then my number one, Sam, homeboy, obviously. Number one, <laughs> of course. He's the number one of every list. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my friend Lauren used to always have this thing with Aragon where it was kind of, it's obviously an unreserved yes, please. <laughs> but I would be thinking like, when did you last shower? <laughs> Because he's on the road a lot. Mm. Yeah, he's very earthy. Mm, earthy man, which is mm. sexy, but then also reality, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Did you know that Vigo uh, is now the same age as Ian McKellen when they filmed it? What? Isn't that mental? Oh, he's looking well, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Silver Fox. And another fact about Aragorn. Uh, you've probably already heard this story. Go on. Uh, they filmed for four weeks. Uh, with this poor other actor as Aragorn. Yeah, I have. That's it's horrible. That's so yeah. sad. And then PJ was like, "Oh man, sorry, Aragorn actually needs to be older." Oh, harsh. And I, I really feel like that's the kind of thing where I mean, they've got a big budget, they've got a lot of time. Like they mm-hmm. really should have got that right before bringing someone in for four weeks. Yeah, that is horrible. It's heartbreaking. Mm. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be that person and have to go home. Oh. Yeah. So. So tell me, how did I do compared to the article's ranking? Okay, so the article is by Mandy Emily for CBR. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bottom of the list, obviously, we have Boromir. Yeah, to be expected. She says a lot of nice things about him, but that he also, you know, he tries to take the ring and that's mm-hmm. not a good look. We can't get around that. No. And then we have Gimli. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh. And then interestingly, she puts Merry. Okay, interesting. What's her justification for putting Merry below Pippin? Uh, we we says, all know Pippin's more likable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, well, I really like Merry a lot as well. Hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm Merry in a friendship and sometimes I'm Pippin in the way that sometimes I'm Pinky and sometimes I'm the brain. <laughs> <laughs> You're always Pinky, Brady. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so she says about Pippin that the reason that he's ranked above Merry is because of saving Faramir's life. Um, oh, yeah. killing a troll obviously and he offers to serve under that horrible tomato eating oh my hack. god yeah because of Boromir's yeah. death um, okay and that's quite yeah. a big dedication to the old uh-huh. to the fellowship all very valid reasons that had just slipped my mind <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then she puts Legolas at number five what but this way you put Legolas <laughs> oh was it Oh, sorry. Yes. I thought you were maybe saying she hadn't gone into Pippin yet. So then it's like Merry then Pippin. No, no, no. So it's Boromir, Gimli, Merry, Pippin, uh, Legolas. Okay. Then fourth on her list is Frodo. Yeah. See, I, I can understand why some people would do that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so can I. She says, like Boromir, he falls prey to the power of the ring, so far as to proclaim the ring is mine. But he is carrying it the whole time. I just feel like we can't even compare them. I know, I know. But he doesn't uphold the... And I know we're treading over old ground, (laughs) but if it had been left to him, if he was the last man standing, the ring wouldn't have been destroyed? Yeah. No, no, I understand that. I, I feel like I can picture us debating this when we're like 84 (laughs) (laughs) watching it again and pausing it and being like look at his eyes there that's a man (laughs) um yeah so her number three is Aragon okay yeah and then Gandalf is above him uh in Mandy's opinion it's because he's like assembled the members he's the original leader the OG absolutely and he does Mm. die for it as well yeah that's true and at, at the end he sends the eagles to rescue Frodo and Sam Oh, it's a bit nearly too late, dot com, Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little near, bit pushing it a little bit. Nearly dead. <laughs> yeah. If he'd sent them just a touch earlier, it would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously number one is Sam, our guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're all in agreement there. But it's an interesting breakdown, I thought. Yeah, but I respect Mandy's choices. Uh, we have the same first and last, so that's the main thing. Yeah. Would you would you do anything differently to what I or, or Mindy said? No, I think I think I agree with you. Wise choice, sister. <laughs> so I don't know whether you should be able to rank a dream team. Like surely in the perfect ensemble, everyone would bring something different, but kind of equally contribute to the overall mission. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I actually saved a what does it take to make the perfect dream team at work article, which mm. I thought might be fun to uh, to compare them against. Yeah, great. So the first point, recognize the value of each team member. Uh, so as we've said, you know, Sam and Aragon are bringing very different uh, ingredients to the meal, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's still going to be delicious. Yeah. What is the meal that is the fellowship? What are they? <sighs> I Lots feel of- like... Maybe they're like a tasty fajita. Mm. And Sam's the wrap that holds them all together. That is a absolutely beautiful analogy. Poet laureate. (laughs) I feel like there's not a lot of things that you couldn't put a fajita analogy to, if I'm honest. Absolutely. Mm. (laughs) What's Aragon? Spice? Or maybe... I think it's the meat. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> cinema you know what i mean cinema. <laughs> um what's what's boromir something that you can take or leave on a fajita mm. I think sour my... cream uh, i like sour oh, cream though no, sour... take or leave thing that's, for me yeah that's not a take or leave situation the lime that feels pretty important do you know what that maybe this is why it's a good analogy because actually all ingredients on a fajita are valid and important yeah, if you don't have one thing, it stops being a fajita. This is poetry, Brody. Absolutely yeah. poetry. <laughs> poetry in motion. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was I talking about? I don't know. Oh, sorry. There was uh, the team, the dream team. team. Okay, so sorry. So yeah, mm-hmm. so, so point two. <clears throat> Learn how to maximize the skills of your team members, mm-hmm. uh, which again, you know, I think they do. Gimli, Gimli with an axe and a Legolas with a bow. Yep. Uh, point three. Be protective and supportive of your team. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Though I think sometimes actually Aragorn can be a little bit too protective, maybe. Mm. Like when he doesn't want Merry to go and fight in the battle, and it kind of means that they don't maximise his skills because, you know, they make assumptions about what he can do and he's actually pretty good in battle. Yeah, uh, which is actually a little bit in contradiction to this next point, which is uh, allow your team to take risks. I mean, which they really do. Mm. Yeah, overall, they definitely they take a lot of risks. Yeah, like they let Frodo and Sam go off. Mm. And actually, that did make me think, like, what was plan A before before they were all... Well, they all go. Well, they all go through the Black Gates with all those orcas. Orcs. Go the back way. Orcas. With all those orcas. He's swimming in killer whales. Yeah. That was the plan then. They all They all go through the Black Gates. Yeah. Or the, no, the back way. Well, do they know about the back way, though? I thought it was Gollum that knew about that. Yeah, but I... they'll find out. Okay. That's why I think Gandalf keeps Gollum around, because he's like, he has a part to play in all of this. Okay, yeah, no, I think you're probably right. I, th- I was just wondering if, I had, if that had been discussed or confirmed, you know, what plan A was. Because, <laughs> you know, two hobbits and Gollum going by unnoticed, I can believe. Mm, it would be trickier with a lot of them, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so next point, don't be a micromanager. I mean, which Aragorn isn't, in fairness, or Gandalf? I don't know. I can kind of imagine Aragorn as a bit of a micromanager. Well, he's the middle manager, isn't he? He's not the big boss. <laughs> Just even worse, he's the regional manager. <laughs> he's Brent. <laughs> you feel like he might schedule a meeting for something that could have been an email. Yes, definitely. He'd be all about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last point is appreciate your team. And I think that's true. There's a lot of bromance going mm. on with the team. Yeah. There's some really lovely relationships for sure. Yeah. I feel like you get the impression whenever you see any of the behind the scenes or any of those sort of clips that they all just got on so well. I mean, obviously they all got those bloody tattoos. So, mm. and you know, and in interviews, they kind of take the piss out of each other a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think it's really clear when the chemistry is that good and relationships just really shine through on that kind of stuff like those press junkets yeah absolutely um one of my actual favorite behind the scenes things is how when sam's getting married to rosie and the the cast were kind of trying to help them make them laugh and stuff and um aragon and pippin were behind the cameras trying to help make them laugh and then aragon just fully snogs pippin (laughs) did he oh yeah oh my god it's really sweet it's really sweet (laughs) Um, but yeah, did you see the lockdown Zoom call that they all did? Oh no, I haven't. I must watch that. That is really enjoyable. I mean, I have to say, I would be very happy in the workplace with them. You know, with Aragon as our middle manager. Oh my god, definitely. Are you are you missing office life in lockdown? I've seen a lot of people on Twitter like, mm. oh, I'm missing those mundane office conversations. Do you know what? I actually do. I I do miss you know, an office environment. I saw um, a meme the other day, which really made me miss being in an office. Oh yeah? Uh, Where is it? Here it is. It's from this Instagram account called Middle Class Fancy. um, (laughs) And it's the top five funny things to say in the office. Oh yeah? So number five, living the dream, sarcastically. (laughs) Number four, working hard or hardly working. (laughs) Number three, there he is with finger guns. (laughs) Number two, saying Merry Christmas when handing something to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one, just, you know, you guys want to go for a drink later? <laughs> That's brilliant. 
I sent it to my friend Andrew and he was like, you have said every single one of those things to me. And I was quite embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know what I don't miss is the awkward birthday sing song. I'm Mm. very happy singing to people, but oh my God, I can't bear it when people sing to me. (laughs) Yeah, that is dreadful. Just sitting there like an awkward turkey. It must have been someone's like birthday during the quest. (laughs) Do you think they all gathered around? Mm, gathered around the um oh sorry go on (laughs) i was trying to think of something they eat on the quest i was like what was that bread crispy bread that rivita you think they stuck a candle in that um they popped (laughs) into an m&s and got a trusty caterpillar cake Did you know the Beatles were going to possibly make a Lord of the Rings movie? No. Yeah. Wait, were they going to be the four hobbits? No, this is the mad thing. So so what what were they going to be? Paul would have been Frodo. Okay. John Lennon would have been Gollum. What? George Harrison would have been Gandalf. <laughs> and Ringo would have been Samwise Gamgee, which I actually think would have been quite cute. Oh my God, yeah. Why didn't that get made? That would have been brilliant. So a couple of reasons. Um, so they wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct it. Oh, wow. Stanley Kubrick, Lord of the Rings films with the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite glad that didn't actually happen in hindsight. It does sound like an actual fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Stanley Kubrick loved Lord of the Rings, but I think he was like, I just don't see this with the Beatles. Oh, my God. Well, you weren't wrong, Stanley. Jesus. No. And then also Tolkien looked at the adaptation that they were creating mm. uh, as a screenplay. And apparently it was shocking. So oh. <laughs> he was like, no, no, because um, he owned the rights. Mm. But what I found out about that was I just like, I can't believe that I didn't know that that was a thing, that that was mm. ever possibly something that might have happened. Yeah, that's a very cool fact. And speaking of Tolkien rights, uh, that's murky water, isn't it? Because I don't think... Is it? So I wrote down in my notes, um, the Tolkien Trust actually sued New Line Cinema for 75 million. Whoa, what for? Um, Well, I think it was because apparently they hadn't received one penny for the films. That is outrageous. Mm, Yeah, I'm just having a look now. And it says, the case was resolved out of court, terms not made public. Jesus. Mm. I mean, how how would you think you'd get away with making a film and not giving anything to... uh, I have no idea. That's really weird. And actually, when we did our episode of Lord of the Rings last season, we did email them to ask if we could play a little, like a tiny clip of audio, didn't we, from the film? And that was a firm no. no. (laughs) And they thought they could get away with not playing the dog and trust anything for the whole story. (laughs) What are you playing at? (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. Mm -mm. That doesn't taste good. Mm. I'd love to know what that payout was. I bet it was big. Uh, but anyway, back to the dream team. Yeah, I was actually thinking about dream teams in other worlds. Um, obviously, in Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, you know, the three of them. We've got Ron, who's like the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Harry's the complicated chosen one. And mm-hmm. Hermione's the like brains of the operation. Mm. Yeah, Frodo's such a Harry, isn't he? Mm, he's a Harry. Yeah, and I, I'm not just saying that because of the weird striking resemblance between them. <laughs> yeah, I think as well, I'm not saying the characters in Harry Potter have little depth, obviously, because, like, I love them. But I think Mm. it's harder to categorise the ones in Lord of the Rings into, like, those kinds of archetypes because 
well, there's more of them, but also I feel like they've got quite a lot of things. Each one's got more things going on and they have a mm. bit more of a journey. Yeah. And I was thinking Aragon, he kind of reminds me of um, Jon Snow with the whole like, I don't want it. Yes, the reluctant king. Yeah, mm. I thought that's very true. I mean, that's why he'd be a great one, isn't it? Because he because he's rejecting it. Yeah, exactly. That's, all, that's always the thing. The person mm-hmm. who doesn't want it would be the best at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is such a Jon Snow. So, whole fellowship, the dream team, mm-hmm. Shag Mary Cruz. Well, we've done one, haven't we? we? I think we did one with just the Hobbits. Yeah, that I think that was just the Hobbits. Um, so maybe this time it's... And we did Desert Island, didn't we? Because there were four of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we do Shag Mary Cruz, Desert Island with... Maybe we need to think of a fifth one for Gandalf. Because we've got Legolas, Aragorn, Gimli, Boromir and Gandalf are the ones we haven't... Okay. What could be our fifth? Desert Build Island. Ikea furniture with. <laughs> Shag, oh. Mary, Cruise. They're all quite positive things, aren't they? Shag, Mary, Cruise, stuck on desert island. What about, like, last rescue from a burning building? Oh, God. I don't know, or some sort of... You're thinking kill, aren't you? I'm thinking kill. All right, well... Shag, Mary, be it on your head. Desert island, kill. I'll ask the question to you. Probably going to have to kill Gimli. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is probably unfair because he is arguably more... Um, He'd moan a lot. He would moan a lot. I don't think I want to marry or be on a cruise with or anything. No. we have to kill Gimli, <sighs> regrettably. Um, I'd probably go on a cruise with Gandalf. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be delightful. It would. Um, and, you know, he's just so full of knowledge. He could maybe teach me some magic. Yeah. Great time. He'd be lovely. I'd probably marry Aragorn. Yeah, same. I've always really fancied Legolas, but something in me thinks Boromir would be a better shack. <laughs> I mean, in my head, that's, like, absolutely true. I, I don't really fancy Legolas, and I would rather, much rather be on a desert island with him because he has his elf eyes, and also he has lots of skills. <laughs> Girls like guys with skills. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Desert Island of Legolas and... But you do you. Like, if you want to be on a desert island with Boromir and you want to shang Legolas, like... I really fancy both of them, but um, Boromir might be more of a laugh than Legolas on a desert island. That's true. Legolas is quite one note. He'd keep me in check, though. (laughs) Because I'd be like, I don't know. Suggesting we do something that's not healthy or like not not weird, but like drinking all the rum. I don't know why there's rum on the desert island, but yeah, Legolas would probably be most likely to get us off the island. So I'll be on the desert island for Legolas and Shaq Boromir. Not a bad situation. Not a bad situation by all accounts. So are they the dream team? I mean, they get the job done, but I mean, one of them does die, which isn't ideal, obviously. Yeah, I was thinking as well, we don't actually get them as a team of nine for very long. No, so maybe they're actually not the dream team as a nine. Mm. Maybe they just work better in groups of like two and three. Mm-hmm. They're all still heading towards the same goal, just in smaller groups. Yeah, we definitely don't get them as a nine for long enough, I don't think. No, I do love the time when they are the fellowship. Mm, me too. You get that really brief, happy window where like 
Boromir is teaching Merry and Pippin how she uses sword and they're play mm. fighting, just having fun. And Gimli's smoking and Sam's doing some cooking. Mm, so ideal. Yeah, mm. I think as a team of nine, they are pretty dreamy. I think really the only caveat that stops them being the perfect dream team for me is the element we have not addressed yet, which is, of mm. course, the glaring lack of diversity. Yeah, to be a dream team, you really need a mix of experiences and knowledge. And you're not usually going to get that from like the exact same demographic. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they are all different races from Middle Earth. Yeah, which we appreciate. <laughs> but they do all look remarkably similar. <laughs> yeah. And as an idea, bringing together multiple races from Middle Earth to be this team should Mm. feel like a celebration of diversity. But Mm -hmm. when I watch the films, there is no getting around that it is a bunch of white blokes. Yeah, exactly. And there's a part of me that would really like to just solely blame that on the casting. Um, Mm. But I think there's undeniably wider connotations of racism within the books. Um, His problematic description of the orcs, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um, So we're going to leave some reading material and articles uh, that go into this in further depth for any listeners who would like to read more. Also, in any dream team, there's got to be some women. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I would argue in my dream team, it's kind of mostly women. (laughs) Yeah, same. Do you think they're all straight? I mean, surely not. I think the fellowship has a very bisexual energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think maybe we just want that. Out of all the characters, is there one that you identify with the most? Well... I'd like to think I'm most like Sam. Um, I've I've always felt slightly most visually similar to him. Like Mm -hmm. we both have sandy hair and brown eyes and we're both carrying a little more cushion for pushing. Uh, (laughs) We both like a simple life. (laughs) Lovely. Yep, I can see that. How about you? So I think when I was younger, I was most like Pippin. Um, But now I do feel a bit closer to Mary. Oh, Mary. Really? Yeah, I think... I feel like I could come up with a few good ideas mm-hmm. um, like he does. And I think I would just be more attuned to how serious the situation is in a way that just Pippin like isn't. Yeah. I, I mean, when you were younger, I definitely, yeah, say you were similar to Pippin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you said, evolving into a Mary. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. we were probably all a bit of a Pippin when we were younger. One day I'll be an Aragon. <laughs> a reluctant king. <laughs> Except not that reluctant. <laughs> or earthy, I hope. No. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you've made it to the end. What do you mean if you've made it to the end? Well, yeah, they might have zoned out when we were talking about copyright. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit dry. Like a rich tea biscuit. <laughs> a revita. Mm-hmm. But thank you for listening all of the same. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please do go over and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be back in Middle Earth soon uh, doing an episode all about the ladies. So you've Woo-hoo. got that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Ladies. Ladies. Uh, bye-bye for now. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.